Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm Emily. And, and here's, the, here's thing. the thing. Season three, quarantine. Uh, welcome to episode two of season three. We're glad you guys are listening. And we have a guest with us. We have a guest. We're excited for our first guest, my brother, Ian. Ian, say hi. Hello. Um, you guys have heard of Ian before because we often thank him because this is the man behind our music, which is so fun. So fun. Also, I was just thinking, can we have like ominous music play after after you say season three quarantine? <laughs> can it be like dun dun? I'll get on it. Or something fun. I was gonna say Yes. Yes. <laughs> Preemptive thank you. Thank you. Thank yous for the end of the pod. Uh so Ian, can you introduce yourself? What are who are you? What do you do? Sure thing. Yeah. My name's Ian Pat. I have the same last name as Emily because she's my youngest sister. Uh, I'm a high school English teacher and I live with my parents. So. How old are you? How old are you? And you live with your parents. 23. 23. Soon to be 24. I don't, I don't like that you just felt like you just called them out on that. Who? Oh, me? <laughs> no, I yeah, felt like it was no, fun. Like... <laughs> I felt like it was fun. Yes. If I were like 28 then it would really be a calling out kind of a thing. But yeah. Yeah. I've got like fair. one or two more years. You just had a glint in your eye, Emily. Yeah. One or two more years here. Until it's here. weird. Well, it's not weird. Mom and Ian had a, <laughs> a good conversation yesterday where Ian said he was going to go somewhere. And mom was like, well, you could spend time with your family. And Ian was like, do you know that most 23-year-olds don't live with their parents? And I spend a lot of time with you. And my mom was like, huh. Actually, I really made her mad because I said, woman, I live with you. And she said, don't call me that. Uh, perfect. I said, maid, <laughs> quit asking me to hang around all the time. And she said, unacceptable, son. Said, Go fold my laundry and leave me alone. Um, who do you think Ian, mom and dad's favorite child is? This is uh, a question that my sisters like to bring up a lot and personally i hold to the fact that they love us all equally but they like to insist that i'm the favorite yeah, child okay. <laughs> that's true you're the only boy right yeah so i got that going for yeah. me yeah <laughs> i am a man so <laughs> i'm kidding yeah but um, emily's the youngest yes and she's a pretty likable human oh but uh yeah, I, I don't know. What's your take? Um, I think that mom and dad treat you with more lenience. Well, they treat you and I with more lenience. They hold they hold our third sister to a higher standard. I don't know if that makes us the favorite, but it makes it feel like we're the favorites. Are you claiming we're tied? I think it goes back and forth. I don't think... I like that you both think that you're the favorite child. No, I, no remember. <laughs> I think that your parents are doing something right. I hold to the fact that uh Oh, that's a good equal. point, Ashley. Okay. Ian says it's That's equal. my take. Yeah. I think they love us equally. I just think that they might. They like me more. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, kind of fun. Wait, really Ashley, fun. do you think you I'd like to make the case that uh, all of your siblings that I've met are fantastic, so I don't really... Oh, that's so fun of you. can't really say. All of the siblings of yours that I've met are fantastic, Ashley. It's just you, though. I've never met Chris. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> know you, you had siblings, Ashley. Thank you. <laughs> He's out there. Do you think your parents have a favorite between the two of you? I feel like it's harder to pick between two. Or maybe not. Maybe it's easier. Uh, I feel like I I feel like I'm not 
uh, at liberty to say that (laughs) (laughs) without him present (laughs) so that pretty much means that you think you're the favorite um i'm not gonna malign anyone's name but i'm nodding (laughs) (laughs) uh that's funny good content good content thank you um that actually is one of my favorite questions to ask people not just my brother because it (laughs) tells you fun things about their family like what their answer is i think um i think that's fair i think it's a freaky question to ask people it's a little uh it makes you think a little bit too much about what your family's like (laughs) because you think about those things at the subconscious level but when you consciously realize that there's a favorite it's a less fun yeah when you really just put it out there especially if in your head you're not the favorite child it just makes you think (laughs) can't relate (laughs) yeah exactly can't relate none of us can relate (laughs) the three of us don't know what that's like (laughs) okay bud how has this epidemic how has it affected your life what's Uh, new what's different well you know gyms are closed so that's not (laughs) ideal For me, it's been a lot of basic things. I should start by saying I have many good things going for me. Uh Uh-huh. Vis-a-vis, I don't pay rent. Uh Uh-huh. So finances aren't an issue and teachers are still getting paid, it looks like, through this. So life is very good for me. But I would much rather be, like, teaching and in the classroom. I'm really stressed about, uh, I don't know, what the hell I'm going to do as far as trying to teach small humans something that they're high school kids they're not small humans teach people things via the internet yeah (laughs) so what does that look like does that actually look like what universities are doing so like zoom calls all the time or like posting videos or well so here's the interesting thing like your typical university student is going to have a device and internet access for Mm. sure right Mm -hmm. and I use Google Classroom for like all of my classes. My kids are really good at using that, but uh, that's like when they have access to their Chromebooks at school and internet. And I would guess like 20% of my population isn't going to have that. Not to mention the fact that like a bunch of them have siblings. And so maybe there's like one device in the household and they all have to fight over it to get their classwork done. So I don't, our principal was basically like, hey, Think about what you guys are going to do when we come back to work on Monday. Not this Monday, but the next one, you know. And uh, Mm -hmm. we're going to figure it out. We basically have, we're in the dark right now. Mm -hmm. Have any of the other teachers thought of something, like, really innovative Um, to, like... So, fun, I I work with my cousin, Anna, is the other English teacher in uh, the high school. She's pretty with it. She's already been, like tweeting stuff at me uh good things to do good resources I thought you meant like lesson plans she's been tweeting like for her students sort of okay sort of that would be no. so fun that'd be so fun because so like everyone has instagram what if anna made you guys made an english instagram and they have to and they get instagram their lesson plans on oh. the stories no i've been thinking about like how to i don't know let kids use some technology while we're not in school yeah have them do podcasts yes hey if you need help starting up a podcast we know we can get them the free ways to do it guest lecture emily joe pat (laughs) 
how to podcast how to podcast the fun thing though is that uh like basically the week after spring break my kids were gonna finish reading macbeth and then we were gonna start 1984 which Ooh, is kind of relevant. i don't know if you're aware a, a poke a lot Oh, I can't talk. Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Anyhow, it's ripe for the times. So. Wait, are you talking? Sorry, I just connected, disconnected for a while. Are you talking about books to read? Uh, I was talking about what the uh, 11th and 12th graders at Oakland High School are going to be reading in the upcoming month. Oh. He said 1984, so which is pretty post-apocalyptic and kind of fun. I was going to say. Hopefully yeah. your mic disconnected while I couldn't disaster. say that word. <laughs> post-apocalyptic. Sorry, not to brag or anything, but post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Okay. <laughs> oh, speaking of Ashley and I doing a guest lecture on how to podcast, this is for everyone. This is really sad. Oregon State oh, offers. This is the biggest loss that I had. Yeah, actually, from coronavirus. Actually, you can tell it. It's, it's your not story. even coronavirus's fault. Uh, this was because only four people signed up for the class, but I signed up for a new media content class, um, and it was like how to podcast. <laughs> it was a, literally <laughs> a class about podcasting, and I was like, I have scholarship money. I guess I can take a class. And so I signed up, and it took me so long because I had to override it. So it was like a week long process process of like emailing people back and forth and then at the end of it like a week later the the lady had emailed me and said hey can you drop this from your end uh the class isn't offered anymore and i was oh, like oh man okay it's so sad the funny thing was is that like i had heard that oregon state offers a podcasting class and i was like oh so i didn't even know i was living in like blissful ignorance <laughs> someone should take this but i had no room in my to like next term but Ashley did but the class had a co-requisite and a prerequisite that had a prerequisite that had a prerequisite like I had looked into it literally so insane and in order to take this class it was going to take like a total of 19 extra credits but Ashley just emailed the professor and was like hey I have a podcast can I just get in and he was like yes that's perfect and he said yes (laughs) well that sounds pretty legit but my first when you guys were talking about joining a podcast class I was thinking about like Andy Dwyer and Parks and Rec when he joins the beginning guitar class, you know, and he's really good. <laughs> that would have been you guys in the podcast class. Thank you. Yes. All to say. Thank so you. Good. <laughs> Ashley, I feel like you huh. of all people have been heavily impacted by uh, COVID, Corona. How are you doing over there? Um, rumor has it that there's a case in now. Oh, I don't know if I should say where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, rumor has it that there's a case in my hometown as of yesterday from a woman who flew back from New York, which is kind of fun. No, it's not because we're a really like small, more rural-ish town, so I'm sure it'll spread. But actually, I feel like us down here in Southern Oregon don't really like our neighbors that much, so it might not (laughs) spread, honestly, if we just do social distancing. (laughs) So my family's business closed today. We decided it was in the best interest for like everybody that they're just less places to go um me personally i've been really excited because i think it might have taken a global pandemic for me to figure out what i want to do but Hmm. i like public health a lot so this is good i have job opportunity when i graduate (laughs) i was gonna say i did you figure out what you want to do or are you just saying that no i think that i uh (laughs) 
I think I'm gonna pursue my master's. I don't know why I'm telling you for the first time no. over the podcast, no, I, but a, you know, breaking. This is how we hang out. This is. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. Breaking news flashes. Can we do more music like? Ashley's deciding to go to master's school. I don't know. Have you started applying to schools? Not yet, because again, breaking. Did you make this decision in like the last two minutes? <laughs> you, I mean, no. In the past couple of days. Right on. A lot of time to think on her coronation. Yeah. You get it. Talk about if you are interested. I don't know, like missing your last term. Oh. Ah, I just made it a <laughs> depressing podcast, but. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it's a pretty big bummer. I think we covered it a little bit last episode, but realizing that like this is my senior year and last term, I like made it easier so that i'd have time to spend with friends and i'm unable to which is like such a small gripe Mm. i feel like good perspective in the fact that like yeah i have a lot of things that are really fantastic and a lot of resources um and i am able to function pretty well even throughout this and so that's not too big but allowing room for like some sadness of loss uh, and feeling like oh there is some element of like I'm missing out on some pretty big life events, like if graduation is canceled and hmm. things like that. So it's a bit of a bummer, but yeah, I think it'll be fine. Glass half full, far out. Love to hear it. Um, actually, yeah. I think Ian asked like a week ago or something. I don't know. It came up that you went to Cascade Christian. <gasps> Do you know oh. tall, lanky? Little, little goofy. Uh, Played quarterback. Uh, I'm literally. This is bad. My is small, but I'm thinking of another that is tall, and I can't remember his last name. I feel like, am I at liberty to, <laughs> to talk about this? him right now? Give me a second. I can remember him. I think he was my brother's book. age. This is really yeah, bad. He would have been. He would have been your brother's age because he's Ian's age, so he would have been like three years older than yeah. you. Yeah, I can't remember, but I do know this man. Yeah, so... I can imagine his face. It's really angular. That's all I got. <laughs> it came up that you went to Cascade Christian, and then Ian was like, Oh, well, ask her if she knows And I was like, okay, maybe I will. But then I didn't ask you. I forgot. And then, yet, literally yesterday, Ian... <laughs> now Ian that we're all sitting on the couch, together. And he was like, hey, who are you telling me about that went to Cascade Christian? And I was like... It's Ashley. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll ask her tomorrow. It was very funny. Perfection. I like that this is good, Ian doesn't good know this guy like, is like, looking for him because he went to Costa Rica with him. Oh, should I look for him? Feeling what? Like, That's uh, so fun. Kind of a dummy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll oh. look too. Didn't even yeah. need Facebook okay. to find there that. There it was. <laughs> what? Do you just think hard what enough? What'd you do? <laughs> just came to him. Came deep out of my subconscious. <laughs> yeah, I I know this cool man. Guy. He was in Chris's grade. Nice. My brother, who's not the favorite child.
relating back to the theme of the podcast because we can't really do stuff for the first time now because a lot of things are shut down. We can do some stuff for the first time. But um, I was just we wanted to ask Ian, when's the last time you did something for the first time? How did it go? Fascinating. Well, this is my first time on this podcast. <laughs> but Technically, uh, you've been, your fingers have been on the podcast. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Wait, have you been? Is this your first time on a podcast? Have you oh, been yeah. On? Oh, fun. Okay. There's a good one. Uh, but in other news, I recently finished my first season as a wrestling coach, which had many first <gasps> oh, times in it. But what I, was your uh, favorite and least favorite first time of refereeing? Oh, okay. didn't ref. I coached, baby. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I So, the... Highs and lows of coaching. The first thing that I had to do for the first time... Not the first thing. At the end of the season, you got to do the sports banquet thing. And you have oh. to give a big spiel about everybody in front of... Uh, our school's weird. Instead of, like, breaking off into individual groups, you know? You got to yeah. talk in front of the basketball players who don't care about wrestling and the cheerleaders so that was fun how did it go i uh i made a fun joke that brought the house down and did you the rest of it went pretty good can you tell it to us or is it like wrestling oakland specific oh Oh, no yeah so just some context our uh 182 pounder Mm -hmm. uh had a commanding lead in a match to get into the third and fourth place match and then he folded like a tent and got pinned, which was kind of a bummer. But uh, I was trying to like capture the fact that it was both too bad because he could have easily taken third, but also good because next year is going to be his senior year, and I think he's very motivated uh-huh. going uh-huh. into next year. So I said it was kind of like watching your mother-in-law drive off a cliff in a Cadillac. You got mixed emotions about it. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no. And, How uh, is that relatable for high school students? <laughs> well, there's like a bunch of old people that it's, you know, they're watching their kids. So okay, my yeah. principal cringed big time, but everybody else <laughs> laughed really hard. I was fired immediately. They removed me from the wrestling team. <laughs> Which I love is perfect. From now he's on current occasion, so he hasn't even noticed. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I feel like I had to sit through a lot of sport, Oakland High School sports banquets in my life because I did four years of the twins and then four years of my own. And it's a real art that the coaches have to capture being like not, you know, like respecting the players, giving them some acknowledgement, but also not boring everyone to death and also being funny. So I think I killed it. I, think- I <laughs> clocked in at like 10 minutes, which oh. was hands down the most efficient. Perfect. And, oh, uh, we love we love also. That gave the athletes their due so it was a good time i set the bar too high though i think i should have had like an average performance that way i can continue to build uh-huh i don't know people are gonna depend on you for a good performance maybe people that's just where gonna we think should... that you're funny that's where we should do our stand-up for the first time ashley at Oakland high school sports banquet <laughs> yeah Ugh. as a transition they should bring us in to tell jokes Ugh. i'll bring you guys I... in Oh, I'll we could be that. Now, before I talk about the wrestling team, here comes Emily Pat and <laughs> Ashley Chan. We take up five minutes, comedy. and then we become the rest of everybody else's speeches. There you go. Coming in at a good average fifteen. That's really fun. I didn't do sports, uh, so I cannot relate to any of this. But I did find the mother-in-law joke kind of funny. Right on. <laughs> Hitting all okay, your target so- audiences. Was that your best or your worst? Or was that just one first? Best joke. 
No. Oh. <laughs> Highs and lows of first time being a wrestling coach. Oh. No, it was, uh, that was all right. We'd had a great little context. Our team did not qualify anybody for the state tournament last year. Oh. This year, we coach took up Pat. four guys. We took sixth as a team. So uh, good. We had a champion. We had a runner-up. We had a third-place guy. We were tied for third with, like, four matches left, and uh, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong oh. in terms of people <laughs> winning and losing matches. Wrestling's weird because, like, you start rooting for kids on other teams to win if they're wrestling people on, like, the team that you're close with, you know? Oh, I get it. It was wild. I was, like, a fan of, like, five different wrestling programs in the span of <laughs> 20 minutes. Were any of them Cascade Christian High School? Uh, negative. They no. are in the 3A division, and Oakland oh. competes in the 2A, 1A. But Cascade had uh, Gabe Vidlack yeah. in his, like, fourth title. Oh, congrats, cool, dude. Gabe. I didn't know that he was Going still to Oregon State. I feel so old. Next year to wrestle. Oh, oh. That's so fun. Yeah. Wait, so... Ian, you didn't want to talk about anything uncomfortable. What? Uncomfortable <laughs> What's that things? About? Oh, What's yeah. That about? This is fake news. <laughs> what do you okay. mean? Okay, this is how... So, the other day at the dinner table, Ian was asking what we were going to talk about on the pod, and I said, well, we were thinking about asking people about what makes them uncomfortable, and he uh. was like, oh, I don't know. What do you think? You know me. What makes me uncomfortable? And then the whole table went super quiet because we were all thinking of really uncomfortable things, I think, and no one wanted to talk about them. Well, let's dish. What did you think (laughs) of things that make me uncomfortable? Do do you have things that make you uncomfortable? I feel like I feel like so many things make us uncomfortable. Name it. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Ian always gets really like uncomfortable when people bring up that his girlfriend's four years younger than him. She's three. Okay. <laughs> Does I don't it make get that uncomfortable? uncomfortable. Fun fact. I think it makes her uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't think we should include this, should we? Oh, heck yeah, we should. Oh, okay. I started... This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. I start dating her, right? And uh, she's great, wonderful person, yada yada. Uh, and she, I was like, just getting some confirmation about how old she was kind of thing, you know? And she's like, oh, I'm almost... 21 and i was like oh okay so she's like 20 gonna be 21 in a month then like a month after we've been dating and i didn't bother to go to like facebook to like see the year she was born or anything like that just she took her word for it yeah and then i think i was asking her like trust oh what are we gonna do for your 21st birthday and she got really quiet really really (laughs) quiet and she was like "Uh, i'm 19 and I was like, Ooh. I just kind of laughed. I think she thought I was going to end it right there on the spot. But here we are. Not ending it. Very fun. I suppose. But that doesn't make you uncomfortable. No. Okay, retry, Emily. What is if she something was, else? If it was weird, if she was like 17, hell yeah. But <laughs> You could be teaching her in high good. school. That would be weird. We're uh, legal, consenting adults who enjoy each other's company. So Nice. Very nice. Such a such a sweet relationship. <laughs> yeah, um, such sweet terms to put it in. Legal consenting yes. adults, <laughs> <laughs> but very straight to the point, which I like. That's all. That's all we need in the Pat family. It's just something legal, something consenting. Ashley. 
Yep. What makes you uncomfortable? No, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about, we're talking to the guests about what makes them uncomfortable. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I get uncomfortable when the tables are turned on me. There you Kidding. go. Hmm. Um, um, what about talking about uh, money? I feel like that makes people uncomfortable. What about... No. Dude, I already dropped the fact that uh, I live with my parents. I don't pay rent. Yeah, I think... <laughs> no shame. I don't know. I think... Uh, our family's not that weird about money, are we? I don't think so. I don't think we are. I get uncomfortable when people talk about... I, I don't know if this is you too, but I think this is because of our parents. When someone will be like... Oh, oh, I don't want to, I can't, I can't eat out. That's too expensive. Or like, I don't know, like express the fact that they don't have enough money. I'm always like, okay, like keep it, keep it cool. Just say, like, I would rather someone be like, oh, I just don't want to eat out. And I think that's kind of weird about me. I, I don't feel like it's a bad thing to be open about. Do you get what I'm saying? Just be, put it on the table. Like I'm broke. I can't eat out right now. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know. Wait, that does make you uncomfortable. That makes me kind of uncomfortable. But no, not necessarily, like, eating when out. On account that I'm like, a millionaire and I just don't know what that's like. Yeah. I don't know. I probably got to cut that out. I feel like it didn't make sense. Um, let's see. Our family. I think our family is weird about talking about mental health. Mm. You, does that make you uncomfortable? You could say. But I don't. I'm an open book. <laughs> Ask more questions. What are you digging for here? Oh, I don't know. I just feel like. Well, I mean, we have, like, some people, or, I don't know if it, like, okay, it makes, it's making me uncomfortable. Are you gonna like, out me? Depression runs in our family, and we, like, don't talk about it, because it kind of makes everyone uncomfortable. Would you agree with that? I'll say it here on the pod. I have struggled with depression. I love that you're joking about it. I'm not joking! I know, I know. At least but, laughing at you. Yeah. I'm kind of laughing at our family, because... I'll tell you what makes me uncomfortable. What? When I was struggling with depression, I just kind of wanted people to leave me alone. Because I was like, I, I got this shit. I can deal with it. All right. And everybody's like, you need to go to therapy. You need to see a therapist. And it, that made me uncomfortable. I didn't like that. So you think going to like therapy and talking about your feelings would make you uncomfortable? Wouldn't do it. Nice. And you haven't done it? Hell no. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, you just, like, dealt with depression on your own? Straight up. You just waited for it to pass? <laughs> you just... What? Essentially. It was a struggle. I Yeah. Without getting into too many details, I did not do well in school my sophomore year as a result. Nearly flunked out, but just... Sometimes okay, you, you gotta again. hit rock bottom, and then you come right back up, stronger than ever. Oh. Uh, okay, but what, like, if you had a student in class or Ugh. something who was struggling with depression, I know it's different for everyone. Would you suggest therapy to them, or would you be like, whatever works for you, buddy? Well, <laughs> buck up. Kale. I personally, I struggle with that because, on the one hand, I think that sometimes people may know what they need. So I'm hesitant to say, like, I don't think I needed to see a therapist. I don't think that would have done a damn thing okay but uh so i'm hesitant to, to prescribe things uh i have had students struggle with depression and i am not a mental health expert so i do try to refer them 
to helpful resources. Sure. Cause I and don't then think, I tag out. I don't think you're saying that, like, therapy wouldn't help anyone. Oh, no. I'm sure it's great for a good deal of people. <laughs> yeah. So just... 95% of people, maybe. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. 10 out of 10 oh. recommend. Which we what, love. What Which exactly is... about, uh, like, asking for help? Not asking for help, but going to therapy makes you uncomfortable oh like the i don't know maybe i just need to get over my shit but ooh, what's what's your guys's language policy on this podcast um i don't think ashley or i have ever cussed on this podcast i don't know or first time <laughs> first time swearing on the podcast my bad guys that's the that's the title of the episode <laughs> nice they have to listen to 30 minutes to to hear if anybody swears I think to answer your question, Ashley, if I realize that ooh, I'm not going to be able to pull myself out of this, I might go in to talk to somebody. But mm-hmm. my my I have a friend who just kills me, and I won't say his name because I haven't talked to him about this. But he <laughs> was seeing not one but three therapists last year, <laughs> and I thought it was awesome. Uh-huh. And I was like, "What? How did you find yourself in this situation?" And he was like, "Well." I started seeing this one and then another, and the moral of the story was that they it were offering like he's him. Girls. It was kind of. <laughs> so like, yeah, they gave him different things. Like one kind of had like a religious angle to it, which he was feeling some days, and you <laughs> know the sweet. others had their different therapeutic angles. So yeah, fascinating. That's pretty interesting. But we don't think I don't as a a friend of the same person. I don't think that was the best thing for him because then he was like getting mixed messages of how to help himself. Like, I think it might've been better to get it be like streamlined to have a unifying voice. But yeah. Like not. one voice just telling you what to do. So it's like easy to do instead of having three things to try to do that conflict. This is just further revealing my ignorance in terms of seeking help. Cause I was like, he's seeing three <laughs> therapists. That's awesome. <laughs> kind of fun. Uh-huh. First time doing therapy, we could we could do that episode together. Oh. All right. So I actually tried to go recently. I also have the same, like, weird internal, like, oh, I would never. Because I think there's something about, like, admitting that, like, you need there's help. something. Yeah, that there's something wrong with you and that somebody else might know what to do better than you. Absolutely. Uh, but I tried to make an appointment <laughs> to to see a therapist, and it got rescheduled, which is so funny. Because uh, I this had... COVID era. This is pre-COVID, but pre-COVID. then it it bled into COVID. <laughs> so I had like made this appointment back in like January or something, and then there's just like not enough therapists at school, and so it gets set for April, but it's canceled. <laughs> so. Uh, no therapy. Was this was this God telling you? This is God telling me that problems? I can figure it out. Yeah, no. absolutely. What if it's Satan? <laughs> what if it's oh. Satan? <laughs> it does feel like something Satan would do, like cause a global pandemic to keep me from therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds like him. Sorry, uh, guys. COVID is my fault. Oh. <laughs> oh, I wish it wasn't so. Um... Yeah, I think my freshman year, I was just, like, sad and lonely. 
not I don't know I had friends but it was just like moving out of home and stuff and going through some stuff I immediately went to the therapist I'm the opposite of you guys I was like I don't know what I'm feeling and I like went to someone else to figure it out and it was really good and it was for you it's the only time I've ever been to a Oh, I guess I went twice to the same person, but I haven't been back since. But I feel like I just had a very different um, reaction than you two, which is good. I feel like that's good to deal with it person by person basis. You know, it's interesting. Hmm. Uh, When I was struggling with depression, I was an RA in college and we would meet with our uh, boss like once a week and talk to him. Uh And it was almost kind of a therapeutic I mean, they obviously weren't, like, mental health experts and that we wouldn't, like, probably dig into the nitty-gritty of stuff. But I did have, like, some good talk about life and that kind of... Some part of that was maybe getting fulfilled there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I think that's totally fair. Like, having uh, someone... a mentor. A mentor, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Anyone slightly older than you. Yeah. That's why I talked to Ashley. She's her year on me. Slightly older than you. (laughs) I'm an elder, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. Last year, I uh, was like, I had a mentor through the Navigators, which is like a church group. And I realized this year, and I didn't this year, and I I haven't like missed it or anything, but I realized that it's like, I don't have any like adult that I check in with now. I don't know. It's like less. I think I like, I think that was good. I think I liked it. I I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I felt so much more responsible back then when I had somebody to check in with. Right, exactly. Uh, and just like, oh, yeah, there's somebody holding me accountable because they'll ask me how that went in a week, which is so good and motivating since I apparently can't do that for myself. I don't know. Right. Same here. Yep. That's how I felt, too. We can um, be each other's mentors. This yes. is not the point of the podcast. <laughs> no. I like it, though. Okay. Um, let's see. Ian, is there uh, anything else that you have been dying to tell the world on a podcast? Favorite book. What's your favorite book? It's on the notes. <laughs> What's your favorite book? <laughs> I want to talk about it. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Oh, so fun. I haven't read it. My tell me why it's your favorite book. Shortly. Uh, it's a really, it's funny. It's engaging. It's a page turner. There's lots of action, lots of adventure. And I... So I think on the one hand, it's really easy for anybody to pick up and read and enjoy the story, right? And also, uh, scholars and critics are still writing about it and have things to say about it. So it's, I think it's just kind of stimulating for a wide variety of people. And it's, uh, it's a fantastic. I mean, obviously the the language in there is really problematic, but I think that opens up good discussions. And Huck is such a neat little getting into his mind, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a good kind of, uh, I don't know how to word this. He lays a good roadmap for how to like self-evaluate things that your society has put into your head, right? Like he's a little white boy who's been raised to think that uh, helping save a runaway slave condemns you to hell. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of confronts that head on. It's a good how to check your bias how to overcome racism kind of story i think that's really cool yeah mm-hmm. and i think that i agree that huck finn like does all that you know there's like it's like really thought-provoking but then also it's just a really fun read 
like you enjoy reading it huck's like really funny and he's doing all sorts of fun goofy stuff that yes. makes you yeah i i am kind of a sucker for uh like adolescent male narrators <laughs> i just find it be so funny i love catcher in the rye there's this book called the last days of summer that i love similar kind of characters that i i really dig do they just remind you of you uh to some extent but they're also but, like, different goofier. and funny yeah 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 for sure in very different life situations yes yes there's something really fun about like reading more realistic fiction where it's like you can see the same tropes over and over again but also in like in different cultures but how like young people are all the same in that they're like insane and driven definitely by their heart good call <laughs> and often good call. not by their head kind of fun that is really fun Actually, congratulations to the I'm... juniors for reading that well we're going to soon covid willing <laughs> i was actually pretty bummed it's really difficult obviously you have to go about teaching it the right way or it's you're just gonna have kids dropping the n-word and not getting any you know what i'm saying not getting out yeah. anything out of it so I am kind of worried if I don't have that face-to-face. Uh, I might abandon it. Intimidation. Honestly. Yeah. Oh. If we can't. I suppose I can, like, post some lectures and stuff. We'll see. I'm still... I'm using the next couple days to, like, mentally gear up for what the hell I'm going to do. Ashley, do you have a favorite book? <laughs> I do have a favorite book. It's All the Light We Cannot See. Heard of it. Heard of it. It's pretty good. I haven't read it fiction anthony dewar i think wrote it it's like about this blind little french girl and this german boy who gets recruited to the hitler youth and how they they're like stories intertwine at the end or in the middle or in the beginning they fascinating did you see uh the film jojo rabbit ah emily and i watched it together we did was it similar um uh kind of similar oh i didn't even think about it well yeah pretty similar but the they don't really know about each other they're like peripheral gotcha Gotcha. i love that story that's funny but ian when you when she was describing it i also thought of jojo rabbit oh the original jojo rabbit similar to huck finn Oh. Little German Nazi yes. youth who has to confront <laughs> the sh- stuff that has been injected into his little head. Oh, oh, that's, that's so good. So sweet. All stories are the same. If you're looking for something to do on your coronation, uh, Jojo Rabbit, really good movie to watch, and also read a book. Read Huck Finn, or All the Light We Cannot See. Yeah, those are your two options. Favorite novel? Oh, oh, I should have seen this coming. Um, I really love the book Landline by Rainbow Rowell, and it's not necessarily one that, like, you can do a lot of literary analysis on, but I just think it's a really sweet story of, like, a woman figuring out her career and her children and her, like, life and what she thinks is important. It's set in modern day. I think I like it. I think I like it for the same reason you like Huck Finn. Is like I can see myself in her, but also not entirely. Like there's definitely some big differences. Um, besides that, so there's that. But then also like I reread the Harry Potter books a lot, and I really mm-hmm. like them. Like I'm always rereading a Harry Potter book. 
So, and I can't get enough of them. So that's a pretty cliche answer, but it is true. No, really love that. Uh, a classic Pat sibling debate is oh, whether oh. or not Harry oh, no. Potter or the Lord of the Rings series is like better written. Please don't it's ask me. <laughs> no question. I can't handle that. I am I'm a fan done of both. with the first book so of the Lord of the Rings series, so Thoughts. I can't even speak to it. Definitely slightly harder to read in that the books are just bigger, but That's... I really enjoy In terms so of like getting into just immerse into a story and like a page turner i think the hobbit is far and away easier to get into actually i'm so glad you brought that up because that's one of my biggest arguments against the lord of the rings is that it took me a year to read the first lord of the rings because i would pick it up and read it and then get bored and then leave it and then come back to it and once i got done with the first one i finished this like two and three like in a reasonable amount of time but I just think that a book that's that hard to get into, like, if it's not accessible to readers, then it's not, you can't consider it one of the best book series of all time. It's like Harry Potter is just, you could like everyone read it loves week, it. Like all of it. Yeah. And so. like, people love it and they can get it, but also there's a lot more to it. So you can reread it a bunch of times and still like be getting new stuff. And I know if I reread the Lord of the Rings, I would get new stuff. I'm just not really inspired to, even though I did really enjoy reading them. I really thought, I do think they're good books, to clarify. Mm-hmm. I think there that there's something to that. And just that I've been trying to read, I've been trying to finish the first book since I left for India. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I still have like 50 pages left and can't, can't finish it. I'll try to finish it today. We'll see. My big... I'll give you my Lord of the Rings pitch here. Please. Okay. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Any fantasy author, when they're trying to create a world, essentially, like, think about it like an iceberg, okay? Where you see the top of the iceberg, right? And that's the world. And most fantasy authors try to, like, give you the impression that there's, like, a huge iceberg underneath the water. You know Without what I'm saying? anything underneath the water. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's all there for Tolkien. I think that's fair. There is some sanctity in uh, in the Lord of the Rings being, like, just classic and people loving it for what it is. And even with, like, the new movies and things like that, people still really love it. Whereas, like, J.K. Rowling is just taking Harry Potter for a ride. <laughs> and I don't understand why. <laughs> I totally agree. I wish J.K. Rowling would just stick to the seven books. Oh... Uh... I, dude, I'm a big fan of the Fantastic Beast movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. You I know. Oh, go ahead, Ashley. To it. Oh, no, please carry on. I listen to a, a fair amount of podcasts, right? And I think people like to get on podcasts and just hate on things, uh-huh. you know? So, like, Amy Joe and I listen to this podcast called MuggleCast. They don't typically have good things to say about Fantastic Beasts. And I'm just kind of like, you guys, enjoy it for what it is. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's not going to be as good as the Harry Potter stuff. That's what people uh, say about this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not as as good as Harry Potter. (laughs) Not as good as Harry Potter. All the same. I'm I'm not a fan of hating or being a hater. That's true. Oh, spread the positivity kind of yeah. love that 
good vibes this i feel like this conversation definitely covered a little bit of why but how did you pick to be an english teacher over the many other options fascinating question i uh so when i was having my mid-college crisis i started out as like a communication major and just didn't really find it fascinating or have any kind of direction i was going with it so then i thought all right i've always had in the back of my mind that it might be interesting to be a teacher and english uh-huh. was for sure my favorite subject so then i just like decided all throughout that, school yeah it was yep, your favorite. for okay. sure and uh, changed my major to english and loved it was very <laughs> stimulated by my classes oh yeah the Working with kids drew me into the profession, though, much more than, like, the the content. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, like, I, if you were... I would teach relate, PE or social studies just as soon as I would not teach. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Like, you kind of wanted to work with kids, so you picked your favorite... You bet. ...thing. Teacher <laughs> coach is, is what I feel called to do. Nice. I love that. Yeah. You remind me of one of the teachers that exists at cascade but like with 10,000 percent more personality (laughs) (laughs) and like significantly fewer siblings fascinating Hmm. very fun what does that cat teach uh math teaches math it's hard it's a funny story when i was student teaching this math teacher in my building had a mental breakdown and got canned oh no yeah so they were like, Ian, can you teach math for the last two months of the school year? Oh, no. And I did it. <laughs> All this to say, it's impossible. I'm sure you could. I had a hell of a time trying to make math stimulating for kids. It's a tough it's a subject. a niche population that likes math. Indeed. Well, thank you for being our first guest on the yes, podcast. thank you, Ian. And thank you in person for all the work you do for our podcast also thank you ian he's like i've said this before he's like my number one like checks in with me how's the podcast going he listens to all the episodes when they come out and talks to me about them i really appreciate it i'd say he might be our our number one fan at least in my head big time fan big time fan thank you guys for having me on it was a good time do we want to do other thank yous other people to thank um Um, i'll thank jk rowling and (laughs) Tolkien for creating worlds for people to escape into. Hmm. Oh, so fun. While we're thinking authors, let's throw Mark Twain in there. For sure. Okay, since everybody's thinking their favorite authors, I'm gonna thank Anthony Doerr. Nice. <sighs> Sigh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I was just thinking about it when you were talking about how it's hard making math stimulating, but thanks Mrs. Merritt for being the best calculus teacher in existence ever. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, thank you to our mother for letting us live with her and cooking for us. I think she thinks she deserves a thank. Big shout out. And for making us all feel like we're the favorite. I feel like that's a, a feat. No one talked about your dad's favorite child, but I'm not going to point that out, I guess. No, he's the goat at like not picking a favorite, I think. <laughs> yeah. <Of> perfection. Yeah. <laughs> so good um thank you snowball last night was the first night that snowball has ever slept in my bed it was so cute that's so exciting yes that's so fun 
the listeners could know that on like day one of Ashley and I quarantining at our parents' house, we faced our dogs FaceTimed each other. That's how we're <laughs> very cute. That's how we're handling this quarantine. Not going you crazy at it. all. You missed it because you're not on Instagram, but it was last week's post picture. Oh, I actually saw it. I looked on my sister's Instagram. Oh, so fun. Very cute. Here's one. Okay. Thank you to the people who are not being stupid and are staying home. There you go. That's a good one. People like us. (laughs) Those of you who aren't, I would never wish COVID upon somebody, (laughs) but you Florida Spring Breakers, I sure hope you kind of get it. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase that take don't wish it on you guys if you get it you i have no it. sympathy oh uh, there it is yeah this is a little more topical than we ever get on this uh podcast but harvey weinstein apparently has covid which i said clap your hands i clapped my hands and then uh, i think my dad said that wasn't very christian of me and i said okay well if anyone's gonna get it, I I don't I stand by it being Harvey Weinstein. So, fair. Um, thank you to everybody for listening. Yes, thank you to all our listeners. We hope we hope you find this well. This finds mm-hmm. you well. That was weird. I can say that. And uh, we'll see thank you, you next Ian week. Thank you, Ian, for the music and Annie for the photo. Her cover for art. The photo. Oh gosh, yeah. Of okay, bye, friends. That okay. was the thing. There was. I'm guessing you just edit this out. Mm-hmm.